Alhamdulillah أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا مريدا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان الاصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders as the academic as the acad- academic year starts again and our children are about to go off to university i thought it would be a good idea to share some thoughts to help them to be focused and grounded i hope this will be good advice for all of us wherever we may, we may be to the students i say you are about to go off into the wide world alone excited apprehensive perhaps hopeful that this will be the beginning of a long road to success i wish you the same inshallah remember that integrity is not the only path but it is the only path on which you will never be lost integrity is to keep 10 things in mind number 1 factor allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into the equation because he is in it anyway this is the best way to stay grounded and to know the best way forward for in the end we will not be asked what happened we will be asked what did you do remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times and deciding everything based on his pleasure alone has two advantages It keeps us safe from sin and it gives us tremendous confidence knowing that he jalla jalaluhu is watching and is with us all the time believe me just as doing good matters so also sin matters even more so stay safe from sin and disobedience of allah and you can be sure that he will help you just ask why are you sitting here wearing a mask what therefore is your defense against sin whether you wear a mask or not whether you get covid or not you will die but you don't have to go to jahannam that's optional you get to choose so for something which is inevitable we do something but for something which is optional what do we do 
That's the question that I ask myself and I ask you to ask yourself. My brothers and sisters, remember that Islam is the name of a practice. It's not a philosophy, it's not a theory. The one who practices Islam is a Muslim. And the one who does not, isn't. Just like who is a Musalli? The one who prays, not someone who knows about Salah. Who is the Saim? The one who is fasting, not somebody who knows about fasting. Who is a Muslim? Who does Islam? Who practices Islam? Not somebody who knows about Islam. And the practice of Islam begins with Salah. The one who practices Islam benefits. The one who doesn't, doesn't. Salah is a resource to reboot our drives five times a day. To charge our batteries, to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help, to relax and rejuvenate and to remind ourselves that one day we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and will be called to account. Salah reminds us that everything counts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut. Wa innama tuwaffawna ujurakum yawmal qiyamah. Faman zuhzihanin nari wa udkhilal jannata faqad faaz. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means everyone will taste death. And only on the day of resurrection will you be paid your wages in full. And whosoever <coughs> is removed away from, rescued from, protected from the fire and admitted to Jannah, he or she indeed is successful. The life of this world is only the enjoyment of deception. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the criterion of success. Real success. Lasting success. Always keep this in mind. And you will never be depressed or sad. And you will always make the right decisions inshallah. The key to all of this is salah. Salah is the outward manifestation and evidence of iman, of faith. When we declare that nobody is worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi is his last and final messenger who we follow by praying, we demonstrate our belief by worshipping in the way, worshipping Allah in the way shown to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Salah is our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A direct connection taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that salah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that salah is a resource to be used at will. Allah said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sta'inu bis sabri wa salah. Inna allaha ma'as sabirin. Allah said, O oh, you who believe, seek help with sabr, with patience and with salah. Truly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the sabirin, with the people who have sabr. And he said, Jalla Jalaluhu, Utlu ma uhiya ilayka minal kitabi wa aqimi salah. Inna salata tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. Wala zikrullahi akbar. Wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'oon. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, recite, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what has been revealed to you of the book of the Quran and establish a salah. Verily, a salah prevents from al-fahsha wal-munkar, all forms of disobedience and all sins and all forms of rebellion. And remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembering you is greater indeed than your remembering him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what you do. I remind myself and you, my brothers and sisters, that salah is protection. Salah is help. Salah is tranquility and peace of mind. Salah is the highest honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted to the human being. Salah differentiates the Muslim from the non-Muslim. Salah is evidence that we are Muslim. The one who prays is Muslim. The one who doesn't is not. Rasulullah emphasized the importance of Salah and he said, Naufal bin Muawiyah radiallahu anhu quoted Rasulullah as saying, a person who does not pray on time is like someone whose family and property are lost. Ibn Hibban. Jabir bin Abdullah radiallahu anhu said, Rasulullah said, between faith and, and, and disbelief, between Iman and Kufr, is abandoning the Salah. He said, "Allahu Alladhi bainana wa bainahum as-salah, faman aradha faqad kafara." Or, كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام, he said, "The dividing line, the differentiator between them and us, meaning non-Muslims and Muslims, is the Salah. The one who leaves it has left Islam." And this is in Muslim, Mawdaw, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, and Muslim and Musrad Imam Ahmad. Abdullah radiallahu anhu asked Rasulullah sallallahu and this is in Sahih Bukhari, this is a Sahih Hadith. Rasulullah sallallahu said, which deed, he asked him, Abdullah radiallahu anhu, Abdullah bin, bin uh, Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, which deed is dearest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he sallallahu alayhi wa replied, as-salah ala waqtihi, to offer the salah at its time, at its earliest stated time, ala waqtihi. He did not say, fi waqtihi. Between the start time and the end time. He said on time. Simple question. Let me ask you. You have a shop. You have a business. You are working hours. Starting at 9 a.m. Till 5 p.m. An employee comes at 9 a.m. Another employee comes at 10 a.m. Who is on time? Who is late? Tell me. Who is on time? Who is late? If the one who comes at 10 a.m. tells you. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Working hours from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I can come any time between that. You accept that? One day this question we are going to answer. Believe me. I am narrating to you a Sahih Hadith in Bukhari. Not my opinion. Take it or leave it. Ibn Umar radiallahu narrated that Rasulullah said the beginning of the time for salah is pleasing to Allah. And the end of his time is pardoned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the mercy of Allah. As long as you pray within the specified time, it is accepted. Allah will not reject it. Allah will not throw you in Jahannam. Is that however our attitude towards Allah? This minimalist kind of thinking, doing just enough is what destroys us. Wallahi, serious. Believe me, for me not to say any of this is much easier. Right? Then all of you will love me. But then I have to worry about what I will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells me, this hadith you read, and you hid it from these people, because you were worried about whether these people love you or not. You want me to answer that? No way. No way. So love me or hate me, I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, I will tell you what I know. Rasulullah said in the hadith in Tirmidhi, Sahih hadith, Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu narrated, the beginning of the time of salah is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask yourself, do you want to please Allah or not to please Allah? And end of its time is pardoned. So as long as you pray till the end of the time, you have not committed kufr, you have not left Islam, alhamdulillah. But is this how we want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment? Point number two, always be thankful. It is true that we succeed by our own efforts. But it is good to remember that some of them were made standing on somebody else's shoulders. They helped us when they did not need us and without expecting any reward. Don't forget them because without you, without them, you would still be crawling. The biggest fallacy is the so-called self-made man or self-made woman. There is no such thing. We are all the products of the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The products of our time, of our environment, of our nation, of our family, of our friends, of all those who stopped to lend a hand when they did not need to do it. To every one of them we owe a debt which must be repaid. So always be thankful and express thanks. Tell them that to express thanks is about you, not about them. It tells the world what kind of person you are. It's your face and identity. People are not mind readers and even mind readers like to hear it from you. So say, so, so speak and tell them. Thankfulness increases blessings. It opens new doors. It inspires people to do things for you and increases your circle of influence. Thankfulness also fills your own heart with joy. Try it and see. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to be thankful. And he said, وَإِذْ تَعَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّا عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ In Surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And remember when your Rabb proclaimed, Jalla Jalaluhu, If you give thanks, I will give you more of my blessings. But if you are thankless, verily my punishment is indeed severe. Being thankful makes us more conscious of the blessing which enhances its enjoyment. That is a blessing in itself. Likewise, taking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings for granted and being thankless takes away the joy from what we have. And such a person is always hankering after what he doesn't have. He doesn't enjoy what he has and he is hankering about something he may never get. Sometimes people ask, why should I say thanks? Do, do they not know? Why should I say thanks to my wife? Does she not know? Why should I say thanks to my husband? Does he not know? My question is, does Allah not know? So why is Allah telling you to be thankful? Because he doesn't know? It's about you. One day when I, when I said this in a, in a training program, a leadership program, somebody in front, one elderly guy, he was laughing. I said, why are you laughing? He said, if I thank my wife, she will die. I said, let her die happy. Right? Go thank her. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم.
الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وصحب وسلم تسلیم کثیر کثیر فمباد And to express that thanks, especially to those who do something or the other for us, who serve us on a daily basis, without question. Go and do it today. When you leave here, thank people. Thank whoever touched your life in whatever way. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordered us to thank, for, to thank people as a way of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu, anin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam aqal, la yashkuru Allah man la yashkuru nas. Aukama qala alayhi salatu wa sallam, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reported that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever does not thank people has not thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is in Abi Dawud. Point number three, forgiveness. Forgiveness heals you more than the other person. Don't forget, but forgive. If you forget, you will lose the lesson from the experience and you will fall into the same hole again. Imagine you are riding your Harley Davidson on the highway and there's a garbage truck, truck ahead of you and a piece of garbage flies off and hits you on the chest. What do you do? Stinking, wet piece of garbage. What will you do? You will pull over in the nearest place and wash it off, right? And what will you do? What will you remember? Never ride behind a garbage truck. If you forget the lesson, the next piece of garbage is going to hit you in the face. But if you keep that piece of garbage, who is it going to harm? The truck driver or you? Right? But we got people in this world who will not only keep the garbage, they rub it in nicely, And every once in a while they smell it and say, hey. Uh, they live their whole life like this. They keep on smelling that garbage. Instead of washing it off, they keep smelling it and they keep grimacing and they keep saying, ah. That is a very stupid way of living. Please, forgive. Clean the resentment and the rancor and the hurt and the grief from your heart. Our hearts are not garbage bins. Don't keep garbage in the heart. Keep it clean. Remember the lesson, as I told you, it's very expensive to forget. Don't forget, but forgive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to forgive and promised His forgiveness for those who forgive others. And He said in Surah An-Nur, وَلَا يَأْتَلِي أُلُوا الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ This ayat is praise for Abu Bakr al-Siddiq Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, those of you who have been blessed, and this was directed at Abu Bakr al-Siddiq He said, وَلَا يَأْتَلِي أُلُوا الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ وَالسَّاعَةِ أَنْ يُؤْتُوا أُلِي الْقُرْبَى وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالْيَعْفُوا وَيَسْفَحُوا أَلَا تُحِبُّونَ أَنْ يَغْفِرَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورُ رَحِيمٌ He said, and let not those among you who are blessed with grace and wealth swear not to help their kinsmen. And al-masakin, the poor, and al-muhajirin who left their homes for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let them pardon and forgive. Do you not love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should forgive you? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is oft forgiving, most merciful. 
Rasulullah told us to forgive so that we may be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-As radiyallahu anhuma anin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam akal irhamu turhamu waghfiru yaghfirullahu lakum. Aw kama kala alayhi salatu wa sallam. Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-As radiyallahu anhu reported that Rasulullah sallallahu said be merciful to others and you will receive Allah's mercy. Forgive others and Allah will forgive you. And this is in Musnad Imam Ahmad. Seek forgiveness. Number point number four. Seek forgiveness. Ideally, don't put yourself in a position where you need to seek forgiveness. But we all make mistakes. So if you do something wrong, own up. Don't justify. Own up and seek forgiveness. Owning up is excellent for the ego. It makes you stronger and more respected and is a sign of integrity and humanity. It's not only humans who, made, who make mistakes, but only humans who seek forgiveness. Seek forgiveness with genuineness and humility, not like you're doing the other person a favor. Owning up is a sign of confidence and sincerity and ensures that you will learn from the mistake. And that's all that matters. Did you learn or not? People who don't learn from their mistakes are condemned to repeat them. The same thing for nations. Nations who do not learn from their mistakes are condemned to repeat them. You and I have the pleasure of belonging to such a nation. May Allah forgive us. Abu Hurairah said, I heard Rasulullah saying, I swear by Allah that I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pardon and turn to him in repentance. Istighfar wa tawbah more than 70 times a day. And this is in Bukhari. Ibn Abbas said, if anyone... That Rasulullah said, if anyone constantly seeks the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pardon, who constantly makes istighfar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will appoint for him a way out of every distress and a relief from every anxiety and will provide sustenance for him from where he does not expect. And this is Nabi Dawood. My brothers and sisters, we know the, the ayat of Surat uh, At-Talaq, which also talk about the same thing. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْضُخُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّرَ اللَّهِ فَهُوَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the one who has taqwa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove him from his difficulties, will extract him from his difficulties, and will provide him from sources he cannot imagine. And the one who has tawakkul on Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will become sufficient for him. Taqwa begins with tawbah. Taqwa begins with istighfar. No matter what we have done, no matter, without, without any qualification, no matter what we have done, the door of tawbah is open until we see Malakul Mawz. Let us not wait for that day. Let us make istighfar right now. Whatever it was, make istighfar right now. If, if the action hurt somebody, go ask that person's forgiveness also, because that's important. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah will not forgive until the other person forgives. So you go ask, if the other person refuses to forgive, then the sin is on them. It's not your problem. But go and ask. And for other things, what we do? Seek, seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, pardon so that we are safe from the wrath and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, I want to end by saying, you all know the hadith, so I will not take your time by narrating the hadith. We all want 
popularity, we all want to be liked, we all want influence and we compromise, may Allah protect us, we compromise our self-respect, we compromise our deen for that. But the hadith of Rasulullah how does that happen? How do you get popular? How do you get respect? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. When Allah loves you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then as I said, I won't narrate the whole hadith. You know the hadith. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you, love for you, respect for you, influence of for you is established on the earth. From the heavens. And if Allah does not love you, then the opposite is true. No matter how many people you want to please, no matter how many, how much money you want to spend, no matter what you do, there will be no love, no respect and no influence. Let us therefore, as I said, my advice is for the youngsters, but this advice inshallah is for all of us. Let us focus on pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only and only. Don't worry about anybody else. Please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do the best for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Demonstrate that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love is demonstrated not by doing less, but by doing more. By hurrying to obey. Musa alayhi salam was called to the mountain. What did he do? Uh, read the Quran. The, 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 the ayat are there. Allah asked him, how come you came early? Because Allah, Allah told him, bring, bring the people. He said, they are, behind, they are behind. Allah said, what happened? How come you came early? What did he say? He said, I came. Ajiltu. Ila rabbi litarda. I came, I, I hurried to you so that you will be pleased with me. Huh? I hurried to you. Allah said, bring them. So he could have come with them. He raced ahead. So Allah said, how come you came early? He said, Ajil to Ilarab. He said, I came, I, I, I hurried to come to you so that you will be pleased. Everything begins with attitude. Everything. Whether it's parents, whether it is employer, employee, whether it is children, whoever, whoever, including Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, begins with attitude. You have one attitude, you behave in a certain way. You change that attitude, the entire behavior changes. Let us ask ourselves, is my attitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala good enough? Is it good enough? Because a day will come when that question will be answered for us. The only problem with that day is, if you don't like that answer, there's nothing we can do to change that. So don't wait for that day. Ask yourself now, is my attitude good enough for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And let's do our best to make it good enough. And then of course we trust in the rahmah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill up the gaps. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir lana sayyatina wa tawafana ma'ala barat. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunana min al-khasirin. Ya hayu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghis. Aslih lana shanana kulla la ilaha illa ant. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fi l'akhirati hasanatan wa qina azaban nar. Ya ibadallah, rahimakumullah. Inna Allah ya'amuru biladli wal ihsan. Wa ita'i zil qurba wa yanha'ani al-fahshay wal munkari wal baghi. يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدوا يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم السلام